Second paragraph, right column. Yeah, you're Dalit. Left Lecha. Here's Rashi. So Rashi explains, because the question here that the Mephorshim raises is, what's Lecha? What does it mean, go to yourself? Hashem should just say, life, go. Why Lecha? So Rashi explains, Lahana Ascha, Ulatavascha, for your own benefit and for your own good. So that's the Lecha. It's something good for you is going to come out of this. Lecha. That's Rashi's shot. Another Mephorshim say, the Chidusha Arim says the following question, the Tema. This is a question. This Azhura, this statement of Hashem giving to Avram Avinu, this is, will be for your own benefit, you will enjoy this, it will be beneficial. It appears that Hashem is commanding Avram to serve God for the sake of receiving a reward. Right, so we, we know we're striving constantly to do things with Shem Shemayim, the Shalom and Nasa Kabul Prize. Why does Hashem say to him, you'll, you'll get good things from this, it'll be nice for you? He should just say, do it, L'Shem Shemayim, do it because I said so, I'm a, I'm a Kodesh Baruch Hu. So that's his question, the Chidush Shaharim. Rock, Yesh Lomar, but it's possible to approach this with the following insight. A human being for whom it is necessary to appease them, to do something for the sake of their own good and for their own benefit, that's to say, that that particular person unto themselves they've already completely departed from doing things for the sake of benefit. In other words, it's Sadiq, like Avraham Avinu. Ve'enu chafetz He's not interested in Hanah, in benefit. Avraham Avinu is not interested in having Hanah and having benefit. Hi, Shomlech, how you He's not interested in having benefit. He's interested in serving Hashem. So for that kind of person, gam hanaaso v'tovaso if they have to do it for the sake of getting benefit, that's going to be l'shem shemayim. Therefore, they are fitting for this. So I believe this is what he's saying. For regular people, you say to them, do it and it'll be nice for you. Great, that, that's what we like. But if you say to somebody who's already removed from the, their own personal benefit, for them it's a nisayon, it's a challenge for them to say, do this and you're going to get something good from it. Uh, what, what do you mean? I, I have to get personal benefit? No, I, I'm, 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 I'm apart from that. You know? I'm mukshat from that. I, I'm not doing things for... I says, no, no, you have to do this. You have to like this. You have to be vahana, right? So Hashem is telling Avram Avinu, you know what? You, you are beyond doing things for your own benefit. You're already a different madregas than that. So Hashem says to make this L'shem Shemayim L'shem Shemayim for everybody else He's already there Avramina is already at that Madrega but we consider L'shem Shemayim For him to give a little bit of self-sacrifice it's Dafka the other way around Get a little pleasure out of it now For Avram to do that that's going to be L'shem Shemayim I'll tell you the thought I had on this which you know of course <coughs> in this, at this level it, this doesn't, it doesn't relate to us 
with a person who's completely mushad from Gashmias. Now, we can't relate to that. So how can we relate to it? How about this, right? On a winter day, and the day is short, and Shabbos is short, and you sit down to Shalashudas, and you're supposed to sit down and enjoy Shalashudas. But you're still full from lunch. But Shalashudas is supposed to be a Suda that you enjoy. So there, making it L'Shem Shemayim is, is having to work on the enjoyment because you're not in that place right now. Right? You have to make it. Or, right, let's say it's the, let's say you've had a, a difficult Yom Tif in the sense that it's been a long Yom Tif, you put forth a lot of energy, you've had six Saudas maybe, you know. It's, it's hard. It's hard work. So, so Yom Tif is at the end and you're feeling a little bit oiskamacha, like you, you don't have any koach left. Now the mitzvah is make something pleasurable out of this with these last koach. It's not easy anymore. You know, at first it was easy to make it pleasurable. We wanted it. But after six, seven, eight days, to make it the hanoah, the shem shemayim, that becomes a challenge at that point. So we can relate to this. We can relate to in terms of Avram Vina's madrega, of being separate from Gashmias, that, that, I don't think we can, I can't relate to, I don't, I don't know what that means to be Mufshut from Gashmias, but in terms of certain aspects of our avoda, where, where it's hard to enjoy it because of circumstances or lack of energy or time, the L'shem Shemayim in that circumstance is to try to enjoy it. That's now L'shem Shemayim. So it has a very practical application, I think. <laughs> Josh, had a quick comment before? Yes. You know, like uh, you're punishing somebody, not quite, but you uh, punish somebody by telling them they've got to enjoy it. Right. You're going to have to enjoy yourself now. <laughs> yes, Mark. Was that the original purpose of uh, what we call Neil of the Hog? In other words, after circus, since you're not commanded to eat in a circus, after you enter the so we can take take your time. It's not a much, you know. It could be kind of the more relaxed way of doing effect. that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Arvind? Um, now, this is like so different than the other things I've read about. This yeah, it's a very different kind of mashada, yeah. So, here's my my question. Um, in every, everyone, I think, is Jews are obligated to do stuff to change your mind. Because it's part of our, it's part of how we develop a relationship with Hashem. Mm -hmm. We're always, you know, working on that at one level or another. And so why would Abraham be, um, why would he not be part of that? I, I mean, he, no one is supposed to be complete. And everyone is supposed to be working toward developing that relationship. But isn't he part of that? Absolutely. But now it has to occur at his level. So for us, to do something the Shem Shemayim, right? If there's physical pleasure in it, it makes it a little harder for us to do the Shem Shemayim because we're more attached to the pleasure. So we're trying to work and strive to do it for the sake of heaven. But as you go up the, you know, the, the ladder, so to speak, and Rufnius and Abba Mavino is way up there. And so now for him to be the Shem Shemayim, he has to do something that's uncomfortable for him in order to serve God. And what's uncomfortable for him is to derive personal benefit. He's beyond that. Personal benefit? 
left that behind many moons ago. So yes, he's part of that same striving toward working on when, on the relationship l'shem shemaim. He's part of that, but it has to be him on his level, and us on our level, and every individual on their level. It's all part of the same of doing something that might be a little bit difficult in order to reach Hashem. So he did it in this way, and now we have to do it in our way. Yes, I'm... You can also see, I think, from I think your analogy to the shallow shooters in the short learning of this bit, right. you generate the energy that we have as a right, right, right. one more wheel. <laughs> um, and, and I think also it's in Pastor that one more dance around right. at the end right. that we do. Mm-hmm. It's you really have to make yourself just get up and move again mm-hmm. to do it. But I also wonder that Hashem isn't in, in some way that God isn't saying, okay, we also because our hub is the beginning of how we setting the tone for what we learn. Mm-hmm. And part of it is to be one, we don't explicitly say there's a reward for everything you do, mm-hmm. but you should know I do give. Mm-hmm. That's one. Mm-hmm. The doing things I pay to do that we give. The second thing is, you never have to deal with wealth. Too. You know, it's easy to, to make a religion and say, hot, you know, deal, you're austere, you don't have anything, live in a room, get nothing. Mm-hmm. But to say, you're going to have to live through all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And one of them is you're going to have to deal with wealth in a way of right. Shemaim. Right. And serve Hashem, mitov, abundance, yeah. and plenty. That's not so easy to do. That's not easy right. at all. Very, very nice point. So, there can mean that even though there's going to be a lot of blessing that comes to you as a result of this, that you've got to stay L'shem Shemaim within all of that bracha. Very nice thought. Okay. Let's take a look at um, another one. Next column over, left column, also second par- uh, second paragraph, where it says, "Left Go from your land. Lubishona, Sorcha Adam la Amol Ula Hashlich Es Hakol, Kedei Lotzeis Miartziyusa. At first, at the beginning, a person has to work and toil to cast aside from themselves um, everything to be able to rise above uh, materialism, physicality, earthiness. So, lech lecha me'artzacha means walk away, travel away from artsius, from earthiness, from materialism. Walk away from that. Lech lecha, what are you walking away from? From artsacha, from all that's material and earthy about it. The person has to do that at first as part of their Avodah Hashem. Hagam she'enu yodeya anahu holeh. Even though he doesn't really know where he's going with this, right? Like, why am I doing all this stuff, right? How come I'm, you know, not partaking of this food? How come I'm not working on this particular? I could go out and earn an extra buck, you know, on Shabbos. And everyone, kafi madrigasan. Lumahim taklis ma'asam. May not even realize at first why are we striving in the first place in the first place to rise above Gashmias? What for? Reminds me of something somebody once said to me, I was kind of describing to them um, you know, our, our lifestyle the best that I could. And um, we have a conversation and he says, Well, you know, do do people like that have any fun? <laughs> so, you know, I think that when a person is striving to rise above physicality. If you have no perspective on why you're doing that, lose is all it's mean. Why, why should you? Why should you do all this, so to speak, not have any fun? Why should you do it? There's no talkless to it. 
So it says, at the beginning, it's going to seem like that. At the beginning, rising above one's physical drives and artsiest seems to be like, what? why not? Why can't I just in, indulge? However, that changes because ultimately there's purpose in that. And so to speak, there is fun, quote unquote, with that because there's a reason and there's a meaning behind it. It's not about fun, it's about meaning and purpose. Ve'imhu osa'es hamuto alav and if a person then does according to what is our responsibility ve'emes in truth u'bitamimus and with a pure heart hare'ivada lo achar kach hadover ha'mavukish mimenu it will become known to them the objective, the goal, the desired goal of this behavior Kenyan shenamar as it says following after you're going to leave Artsakha, your land, your own Gashmias, Hashem says, El Ha'oretz Hashir Arek, I'll take you to a new land. You'll come to a place that you do recognize as being purposeful and meaningful, a new Oretz. So I think for me, as I see this, it places in perspective, although we, we do not say that ours is a, a religion of self-denial, right? certainly not centered around that, more like the previous Mimer, we're trying to serve Hashem in all ways, both with the haves and also the have-nots. But there is an aspect of Yiddishkeit which involves restraint, all the losa says of the Torah, and giving things up, rising above Gashmias, certainly a part of Yiddishkeit. So in the midst of that, if a person does not know their objective, it will seem meaningless. But in practicing that, and where the Torah says no, and where the Torah says rise above it, he says, ultimately, it will take a person to a higher understanding of meaning and of life. And that's El Ha'oretz Asher Arekha. You have to leave that land, you're going to go to a new land. Don't worry, you're going to get there to a realm where we understand why those things are meaningful. Yes, Adi? This is a struggle for teenagers. Yes. Thank you very much. You all face it. Mm-hmm. I face it somewhere. Right, but, they, but, they, but they're in a more... Because they don't see the end. They don't see, you know, the beauty, the meaning of life. If you can't have the instant gratification as a teenager, it's very hard to see to see the goal. Now, so our, our top list, really, as parents and uh, as uh, adults, is to try and convey through our own lifestyle that there's meaning in this. And it's, it's even more than what we say. It's what, it's, it's what we do in our lives. You know, kids will see in a home, they will see meaning. They'll see purpose. They'll see, oh, one day it will dawn on them, this is the result of all that. All the things I wasn't supposed to do, plus all the things I am supposed to do, this is the result of all of that. And I think that's the biggest me- message of all. Josh? That, that remark somebody made to you reminds me yes. of... Uh, a few weeks ago, I went to the yeshiva to hear the Muslim Shemitah the rabbi, the Rosh Hashiva gives the development, and he was saying to the, the base manager, that you think that, you know, the, 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 well, he said the purpose of the whole thing of Yiddishkeit is for all those to become, become, to reach the level of tzaddik and try to reach it. Um, and you think that if you become a tzaddik, then you're not, you're not going to become rich, or you, you know, you're, you're going to have to give up the gashmias in other words. When really, it's, it's a different attitude. It's that you realize that the gashmias 
you know, he, he's not as interested in the gosh, you know, it becomes less important. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but it's still, you know, you, you, your first thought is, you know, if I do all the mitzvahs, I'm going to have to give up this and give up that. And you know, I'd like to eat well and I'd like to live in a nice house and all that. And then right. the Rosh Hashim was saying, it's not like that, you know, you can still have all that. But, you know, but at a certain point, that becomes less important to an individual who's living for a higher purpose. And you can have all those things, and Hashem gives a person that bracha. It is, it is a bracha, but that's not why, what we're living for. Anybody want to comment? Rabbi, yes, David. this is going to sound silly. Go ahead. <laughs> Give it a shot. All right. But all through, you know, the concept of Gashmi's changes. You know, in the 1700s, maybe one thing, and the yeah. 1800s, it's another thing, yeah. and the 19th, you know. So today, it, you know, what happens is, what I think happens is that there is, um, there's more tolerance. That, well, that, that's not Gashmi's today. Maybe one time it was, but this is really Gashmi's. So I'm, I'm always looking for like a definition, you know, of, of what it is. What, what, what do you mean that it changes? Well, the world is different in the 1700s, 1800s, 1900s. Give me a perception subjectively of what is a Gashmistic, like what would be thing very Gashmi in the 8th century, they would be poverty. Right, that would be more primitive. Right. I'm not talking about what? economics, I'm just talking about, you know, what. Or is it like, okay, there's Gashmias, but then there's Judaism. So it doesn't matter if we're working within the Jewish framework, it doesn't matter what the Gashmias is. Okay. So I'll, I'll tell you what I think is a, is a working definition. It's an over-attachment to the physical world. That's Gashmias that we're talking about. An attachment is understood. We're human. We have to eat. We have to sleep, we have to have shelter. So an attachment to the physical world is, is the Seder and it's part of our life. But an over-attachment to the physical world, I believe, is what we would identify as Gashmis because that leads to overindulgence and looking at the world for its own sake instead of from a lech lecha, leave that perspective state. Yes, but you mean that attachment to the physical world for its own sake. Yes, and that I really need it. You know, like I, I need it to be satisfied. I, I need it to, you know, to, to satisfy my material needs, as opposed to it being a, a springboard to higher needs. And it does change. I mean, even in society, uh, here's an example right from now. I, I've been, it's not happening so much in Baltimore, but I've certainly seen it in, in other cities, you know, that what used to be considered a nice neighborhood with a nice size house, now you have to have a huge addition on that house in order for it to be, to be considered a nice size house. Right? There are cities like that where, in, in Jewish communities, what was a nice family house is now a nice family a house with an addition of another nice size family house <laughs> onto it. <laughs> so, I mean, so what happened? No, it's like 30 years ago, that was a good-sized house, and now it's got to be twice as big. Now, I don't want to put a, a value judgment on it because I hope everybody's doing it for the right reasons. But certainly, something changed, or even more than that, go to Eretz Yisrael and then come back here. 
You go to Eretz Yisrael and people do not live with the same material standards as we do. They live with a lot less and they live in smaller spaces and, you know, they struggle in life like we struggle in life. And then you come back here and you look at these two societies and the what is Gashmias here and what is Gashmias there is, is drastically different. Drastically different. So I think it does change. Okay. But I think the goal... Yeah, sure. Computers. Okay. Is, you know, right. I mean, like the, um, <laughs> cell phones. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like we live without computers right. today. I mean, when I, when I go to a website, the first thing I'm greeted by, "Hi, my name is Susan. I'm single. Who are you looking for?" Oh, yeah, and yeah. it's always there. What I mean, to set up the right uh, blocks on your. You know, and I'm always, I'm just like amazed at hearing this stuff. I'm, I'm going to my own website, okay, my personal, like my email site. You know, I mean, that's there. It's right there. It's, you know, they greet me when I go there. So I'm saying to myself, my goodness, now I, my computer is Rafi. I have a 12-year-old kid. I'm sitting there with him the whole time he's on the computer. That's when I'm home. But there are times when I'm not home. And, you know, the, the I, and I know what he's like. He plays fantasy football. I look at fantasy football and like, is that Gashmias or is that his reality? It's another version of Gashmias. It's just, well, there are all kinds of different versions of Gashmias. So, you know, what's, what's a computer game now than 10 years ago was something else and before that it was something else. It's all versions of Gashmias and something to get distracted by right. in terms of our Buddha session. And every door has new things to be distracted by. Right. And but the goal is the same. So the goal is the same, which is to rise above it, find a way maybe within it to serve Hashem. Because some in some of these versions, there's a manner of avodas Hashem. They certainly can look at a computer and all the Torah that comes from the computer, which is a lot. Right. And there's something to be extracted from it, Latov, and at the same time, something to be really rejected from it. It's really the same approach to all new things that come along that have a material thing. Also, just as an aside, when, when uh, Hurricane Isabel hit a little while ago, I everybody was knocked out of their power. So I happened to see Rabbi Feldman, it should be well, uh, the Rav here, not, not the Rosh Hashiva. And um, so we're talking a little bit about everybody being stranded without electricity. And so he said, you know, he said, the primitive man was much better off than we are. <laughs> so I said, how do you mean? He said, they didn't need all these things. So look at us. We can't. We can't live without this. We can't live. Yeah. Interesting comment. Yeah, Mark. I just want to make one comment. Um, I actually don't have a computer, and I'm more of a personal person. I like to talk on the phone. I like to talk, talk, talk. But more than that, <laughs> the, the idea is to show somebody you care. I'm looking at a machine, and you know, if it doesn't, frankly, if it doesn't strain your eyes and all that, well, that's good. It's good information. You need something quick. But I, I'm not talking about the uh, the vanity of spending continuous, you know, you certainly lose the priority. And the good of Israel, the national uh, headquarters in New York, has made an effort to look at uh, Hosner's and all that and say, enough is enough, let's don't compete with the, uh, the Schwartz's and the Abramson's and any other group, and let's be serious in real Yiddishkeit and not uh, match what the, the going are doing, you know. That's why they're making an effort. And I was wondering... That's what they're trying to do. And in these other cities, 
uh, I'm assuming there's a good or at least of these cities that you're thinking of. Um, are they making an effort to? Well, you know what I'm talking about. I'm going to beg off of that question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there are agudas in those cities, very large ones. <laughs> okay. I mean, the, the movement of the agudas, not, not the show, but, uh, you know, it's a problem. Yeah, I think. And some you talked about it once before, you know, we have a good analysis. It's very wealthy. Right, one of the wealthiest men of his time. And yet, at the end, he can say, I took no benefit. Mm -hmm. And I, I think, again, it's something I wrestle with. I think it wrestles, when I look at Goshman's am I able to detach myself from it if it will be gone? Or is it the end of everything I pursue? Mm -hmm. I got things I gotta deal with. I have to, I have to push mm -hmm. Some of it's a relationship to like my wife or whatever my children. Mm -hmm. And my wife reminded me of something she had heard recently that the issue for us, if we have, when that time comes, if we have to get face death, how we separate whether it's going to be easier or not in this world is have we attached ourselves to everything to help us become a better servant to God, or have we attached ourselves to it because it brings us physically only to us pleasure, but we haven't turned it back to God and made it part of Him? Yeah, that's a very profound statement. And you know, I think that what we what we must do is wherever there is some type of of relationship, uh, meaningful relationships, is to really find in it the l'shem shemayim aspect of it. Uh, to, to live like a malaf, we can't and we're not expected to be. But there must be within those very human relationships something of godliness within it, and then they take us up. Well, we see that we've got, but we know what we're Right. We have to, that's a thing we strive for. I don't right. do it all the time. When motion is there, try to push it. Sure. Okay, that's your color. I will take one more. Now move over on to the next page of uh, page Tesvav. And uh, far left column, one, two, three, four paragraphs down. Isa b'midrash Rabbah. Lamdenu v'heyei But teach us, it says that Avraham is told by Hashem, v'heyei baracha, and you will be a bracha. Karibe Brecha. Read this word bracha as brecha. Brecha means a pool. And this notion of a bracha being related to the concept of brecha is, is bad, brought down in many svarim, that a blessing comes down into this world from heaven's pool of blessings. And from that pool of blessings, our world is, receives its, its brachas. So bracha and brecha. Now he takes this concept to a little further and says, just as a pool purifies those who are tame, referring to the concept of mikveh, you know, or a mayan, or a well, a, a natural spring or well is also a mikveh, it's metahir. So Hashem says to Abram, you too, be a mikveh, be a brecha. Bring close those who are far and purify their hearts to their Father in heaven. So the Hayyeh Baracha, shot of that, you, you will be a bracha, a blessing. And the remez here is that you can be a brecha. You can be a, a mikveh to other people who are far away and who are perhaps uh, sullied with things that are, are foreign to Abodas Hashem. What does that mean? that just as with a person's contact with a mikveh they become tohar, so too by making contact with a certain kind of human being 
you can become Tohar. You can actually become Tohar by becoming in contact with a great person, a fine person, certainly Avram Avinu, one of the greatest of all people. And Hashem said to him, you are the mikvah now. People have to come and touch you and immerse themselves in who you are. The Shabbos, and how about Shabbos Kodesh? Shokasuv vayivorech elokim esliom hashvi. Hashem blessed the seventh day, gave it a bracha. Vayivorech hareze gam kein lashon brecha. Always, he said, that word is a lashon brecha. But what you have to do is immerse yourself in Shabbos, and that, is, that has purifying qualities. Hainu, shagam hashabbos mitaheres es hatamein. But Shabbos, too, is mitaher those who are tamein. So by immersing in it, we become like going into a mikvah of Shabbos Kodesh. But some, I thought I wanted to say on this that now sometimes I talk to, let's say, younger people, and let's say for the first time <coughs> they're out there and their, their Jewish values are being challenged. And not even in a negative way, but in a curious way. Like, why, why do you do that? You know, why do you wear that yarmulke? Why do you wear those fringes? And how can you can't come here on, on your Sabbath? And questions. And oftentimes the questions come from fellow Jews who are out there in the world too. So sometimes people have a hard time expressing their values and they kind of, you know, really downplay it. And sometimes they have to do that. <coughs> so, but there are other circumstances where people will appreciate your statement of values because they don't have any or they have very little. And if you say to them, I do this because I believe such and such, not, you're not telling them they have to do it. I do this because this is what I believe. It's a very refreshing and rejuvenating thought for those people. It's like they just had contact with a mikvah. And I really mean it. Because people who don't have that or that were not given the opportunity to have those kind of kedushadik values in their life, and they're kind of looking, kind of curious to know, when they hear you say those words of sanctity and family values and what a, what a mitzvah is, when they hear those words, they really feel like this is something I need to have contact with. And I think that's this idea. That's what Hashem told Avram Avinu, Baracha, you, you are the brecha. You are the pool. And we are also. We are also the pool. We are this brecha when it comes to contact with our fellow Jews. By touching our values as Ras Hashem, we're able to affect people in a certain way because those values are not present in, in that realm. Yes, Adam? I forget the name, but as many of the classes over many years I've had a chance to learn with you. It seemed to me there was one rabbi that said, one rabbi that said, it's a similar thing. Uh, he didn't say he was. This is the uh, yes. This was the the, the I heard about, about the Trisker Magid. I heard this from Rabbi Tversky Zafanli Bracha, the Trisker Magid, um, who who had some concerns about being around soldiers. That is understandable if you lived in Eastern Europe in those years. <laughs> and <laughs> anytime, right? You're right, Avi. Doesn't matter where. So um, he was once going to the mikveh, and in the vicinity of the mikveh there were soldiers. So he turned away. He didn't want to be near them. And he gathered a minion of Jews around him. And he surrounded himself with Jewish people. And he went through the motions of tevila, of immersion in a mikveh. He went up and down, surrounded by those Jewish people. And he said, mikveh Yisrael Hashem. Mikveh Yisrael. The Jewish people is a mikveh also. 
That's what Rabbi Tversky said about the Trisker Magad, one of his early, earlier Chernobyl. Right. Very similar ideas. This. Yeah. Well, it was yeah. very similar to what you just said, that each of us has that opportunity. Had that opportunity. Yeah. Right. And not to be afraid of, of what we believe in, because for plenty of people, they're going to find it really, really important. Really important. <coughs> yes, Josh. There's a... <coughs> There's a concept uh, that I put up, uh, I think, referring to, I think, I think, I think the Rosh Hashim also that uh, Rabbi Weinberg, uh, I think it's the Paraduma that uh, purifies by sprinkling. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that, that you're saying that there's, there's two ways of being Natahir. Uh -huh. When you're Natahir in a mikvah, you go completely You have to completely immerse. Uh -huh. But it can be that there's a Tahara that's performed only by the mere contact of droplets mm -hmm. of the, the beautiful. made Paraduma. Beautiful. That's a beautiful mashah. And the, the Mm -hmm. What you're talking about is that the way that each one of us in our contact mm -hmm. by droplets, mm -hmm. as it were, can, can the tire of... Uh, nice. Uh, Zer shame. Zer shame. Really, really perhaps, beautiful. Perhaps really perhaps nice. A way to, a parallel idea mm -hmm. is to say that Hashem gives in two ways. It does give like Yeshem, mm -hmm. in a revealed way, mm -hmm. it gives like Tal. Tal's background, parallel right. to the Shem's prop. Right. Very, very nice. Now we'll continue on my last comment on this uh, in the Mahalaf of um, uh, Rabbi Twiskin we always have to remember that um, we need a mikveh too right that we can't start thinking about ourselves as being the mikveh we can only do that if we know that we also need a mikveh for ourselves we can't relate to uh, what I have to give to others we always have to say I have that but I have to improve myself as well. Yes. That's right. No, no, I'm talking about that we can't see ourselves as being perfect. And that even if we know that we're in a position to help others, it should never be in a way which is smart. Okay. Because we need plenty of help ourselves. Right, I understand. That's what I mean. Okay.